first and also the CEO of Harbor Mortgage Solutions in Braintree, Massachusetts. I've worked with seniors <clears throat> for over two decades. The Seniors First radio show was created to help seniors and their, their loved ones find answers to the many complex questions they have about planning for retirement. Who do you ask? Where do you turn? Uh, this Meet the Experts is a Seniors First uh, regular uh, program. We are, we, this is a monthly program. And this is, we draw from the talent of a collaborative pool of, of local Eastern Massachusetts senior service professionals. On a monthly basis, we bring you information that helps you improve your retirement. We welcome your comments and suggestions for future shows. Please visit our website at www.seniorsfirstma.com. Today, we are, we are privileged to have Maria Burke, who is the president of Celtic Angels in Weymouth, Massachusetts. This is our second interview with Maria. Uh, today's date, the date of this recording is uh, Wednesday, May 27, 2020, when we are now in the full throes of the COVID-19 pandemic. When I last spoke with Maria on March 3, of 2020, the pandemic had not yet broke. It broke shortly after that. Uh, Celtic Angels is a, a pro, is a in-home care agency that Maria founded um, a number of years ago, and it provides in-home care services uh, to seniors throughout Eastern Massachusetts. So Maria, welcome to Seniors First again. And just if you would, give us a little background on Celtic Angels. Well, thank you so much, George. It, it's an honor and a privilege, and you are too kind. And since our last interview, March 3rd, doesn't it feel like the whole world has just stopped and changed? Um, everybody is, you know, we're, we're Zooming right now. I feel very hip. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's been quite a few weeks and I appreciate you having me, George. Um, so as George said, my name is Maria Burke and I started Celtic Angels in 2005. And, you know, the, the home health care landscape ha has changed dramatically since I first started my business 15 years ago. And, um, and especially in these times with, with COVID-19, I, I see there's a shift. People want to be at home. Um, unfortunately, um, it's, it's been really sad that the nursing home, the, you know, they've really done the best that they can do, but um, it's very hard to stop the spread of virus where, where, when you have um, communities living together and it's tough on the staffing because um, I think that's been a key element of what's happened in our, our nursing homes and assisted livings. And, and as well as that, it's been so challenging because um, there was so much unknown about the, the COVID-19 virus and it kind of just hit us all sideways. So I think everybody is coming to terms with our new reality and um, staying safe, social distancing. Um, unfortunately, the saddest part for me personally um, is the fact that a lot of people have had to pass away by themselves as they are protecting their families. So, so that has been 
a very, very sad fact of this virus. Um, in the state of Massachusetts right now, I think we're starting to come out the other side of it. And thank God, been praying every day. And, um, and everything, is, everything is, is changing. That's what I have to say about it, George. I think everything is changing in home care. Um, well, indeed, everything is changing, Maria, in your world, in our world, in everybody's world today. Yes. My description of it is, is that they didn't shuffle the cards. They've handed us a new deck, and we don't know what the cards are. So it's a whole new ballgame. A great analogy. Great you know, analogy. but getting getting down to uh, to uh, uh, seniors and their and their their care in their in their later years, um, they we they have been numerous reports on the issues with nursing homes, and as you mentioned, it is so difficult to manage the this uh, uh, this pandemic uh, uh, in that environment. And there was an article in the Globe as recently as this morning. It mentioned that that um, the nursing home death rate, uh, the death rate in Massachusetts, sixty-one percent of the total deaths are from deaths in nursing in nursing homes, and that's almost uh, that is almost uh, four thousand uh, deaths in nursing homes. Now, nursing homes, uh, and they are in a lockdown situation now where they the uh the residents are forbidden now to have guests they've eliminated their social activities there and there was also an article that i read in the american journal of geriatric Psych psychiatry that went on and pointed out that there are some pretty severe effects to seniors uh, both medically and uh, psychologically from isolation um, everything from uh, increased cardiovascular disease, hypertension, pain, depression, dementia, and unfortunately suicide. So given this, this bleak reality that we're seeing now, and it's be interesting to get your comments on, how does this contract with uh, the care when people are receiving care in their homes versus the institution? Is there any dramatic difference there? If so, what? Well, honestly, I think there's a huge dramatic difference. And I would just start with um, the survival rates. Um, you know, we've actually been taking care of patients, COVID-19 positive in their own homes. And um, thankfully, all of our patients have survived, which I feel is, is pretty significant. Plus, we've been able to be creative about having family, um, you know, come and visit. You know, with, we were lucky, luckily enough, we were able to get our hands on the PPE equipment that keeps everybody safe. So, um, and also, I would like to point out that there's, there's no place like home, especially when you're sick. So, the advantages from, as you said, George, the mental standpoint the isolation that you that people are feeling in the nursing homes because they really are you know they, they can't see anybody um, so I feel there's a huge benefit in the home care setting um, to our patients who unfortunately unfortunately enough contracted the COVID-19 um, 
I'm also happy to report that even though a few of our caregivers um, tested positive, they all um, did, weren't hospitalized, they did really well. And um, you know, as a home healthcare agency, this is unprecedented. Um, I don't know how, like trying to prepare for a pandemic, I feel everybody is kind of trying to do the best they can. But the um, Department of Public Health in Boston, Plymouth, Weymouth have, have been outstanding with um, trying to help home healthcare agencies get their hands on the PPE equipment. And um, we actually now have our own testing site for, for Celtic Angels caregivers. So before um, we had a, um, a situation where one of our patients, while we were taking care of her 24 seven, tested positive. Um, and so the family notified me straight away, which meant that the caregiver that was on site was at risk. And the whole teams, we did the contact tracing. And, um, but thank God, everybody was okay. And we were able to continue to take care of that patient in the home care setting. So I'm really, our caregivers and nurses are the true heroes. Um, I mean, amazing people. They're, they're, they're taking care of their patients. As I say, we have patients we take care of 24 seven. So we're not going to leave them. We, we're gonna take care of them to the best of our ability. Um, so I would say definitely home care has a huge advantage and I think this is gonna change. Um, people aren't gonna to want to go to the nursing homes anymore in light of what's happened because really, uh, you know, there is no way out at that point when you're there uh, you know you're you're isolated confined and the nursing home staff are doing the best that they can do but but they don't have the staff unfortunately to take care of the patients so well you know maria i understand the centers for uh, medicare and medicaid is the top regulator for the nursing home industry yes and that they are in the process now of rewriting and issuing new guidelines for the nursing homes. Um, and and I'm, I'm wondering, is there such a regulatory authority supervising uh, the in-home care industry? Well, right now for the private in-home care, there isn't, George, as, as shocking as that sounds. Um, when I first started my agency, there was oversight um, and you had to go in, you had to you know, go and be interviewed in the Tip O'Neill building and, you know, um, they wanted to make sure that you were qualified to own and run a home health care agency. But, but now, unfortunately, anybody could start a private duty home health care agency. Um, being an RN myself has been an absolute huge advantage because I've been able to, um, you know, come up with the infection control protocols that I want all our Celtic Angels caregivers to follow. Um, without that medical oversight, I don't know how any home health care agency can function and keep everybody safe to be truthful. Well, all of this, of course, is uh, I'm viewing it from the perspective of somebody that, you know, a family member that may be seeking uh, care uh, for their aging parents or relative. And now there's a lot of questions that they have to, they have to deal with, you know, yes. given the, the challenges that the nursing home uh, community is facing right now. And I think as you well pointed out uh, the, to the 
best of their ability, people want to be made in, in their homes. But then there's the question of the quality of the care and, right. and the safety. And uh, so this pandemic, as we said at the beginning, has changed everything. Has it changed? Is there any, any uh, effort afoot to, to in, increase training or in some way to bring more control to the, to the quality of care? That's a fantastic question. And I think it's so important that, you know, all our nurses and caregivers are trained with the COVID-19. We have our own Celtic Angels protocol. And because we can't gather together anymore, we've been using Zoom as our meeting tool. Mm -hmm. So every day we have in-services and we review the latest information. We review our new protocols for our client care. We re review our protocols for all our caregiver care. And um, we discuss challenges that, that you know, the caregivers and the, and the patients are having in their own home. Um, one of the challenges right now is that the N95 respirators, um, as we've seen on the news, they get very uncomfortable after a while. And what, you know, we provide 24 seven care for our patients. So we've, you know, been organizing, you know, breaks where they can, you know, take off the respirator, leave the house, go outside, um, you know, nuances like that, that, make, that, that makes a huge, huge different, difference um, to the patients and to the caregivers. Um, I think for families now looking for care, you know, they have to go through an additional process so they have to go through a pre-screening process before our nurse will even go out to do an intake. So what they will do is, you know, they, we have to find out who's living in the house. Is anybody sick? Has anybody traveled abroad lately? Does this patient, like who comes to visit this patient on a regular basis? So, um, so I think it's very hard for the patient's family because now that all these controls have to be set in place. So um, that's been, I think, a big change for families and also for families that like to visit a lot. Now they have to go through our protocol, which means that they have to have a temperature check before they even come into the house. They have to, you know, we have to make sure they haven't traveled out of state, that they're feeling okay, that they, they haven't been in contact with anybody that's traveled out of state. So it's a lot for, for patients' families to have to, you know, cope with on top of taking care of, of having their mom or dad really needing sure. care. Yeah. Uh, since this uh, pandemic has erupted, have you noticed an upsurge or a decrease in new client uh, inquiries? I would have to say an upsurge. Mm -hmm. We have um, a lot of clients' families right now, if their mom or dad are in an assisted living even, or a nursing home, they want to bring them home and they're willing to make alternate arrangements to have them home and, you know, to provide the care at home. I think, you know, a lot of people have been so traumatized because they haven't been able to see their mom or dad or a loved one for maybe two or three months. And it's, it's I suppose it's like a heartache for them. So they're looking for other ways that they can, you know, have their, um, family member nearer to, you know, that they have more access to them and, you know, they feel that they're safer, they're in a more controlled environment. 
And on the on the supply side in your business, Maria, um, how about recruiting now? I mean, clearly there's these medical uh, dangers or risks are there for the, for the uh, patients and their families, but there's also at risk for the caregivers, the, Correct. Uh, your employees. Yes. How has this affected your, um, um, your em- employment ranks and is recruiting is that uh, is, is that uh, is that been affected? Well, actually, we've just turned to Zoom for our recruiting efforts, and right now we're interviewing prospective caregivers and nurses via Zoom. Mm. Now, it's different. I prefer the old way, you know, but um, but but it's working. And so our you know our online trainings, we've we've it's all everything has gone online right now. So it's just for, you know, for the safety of everybody. Um, so definitely, I mean, as we said, George, our whole world has been turned upside down and changed. So the way we used to do things, we can't do things like that anymore. So we got to like change, which can be very challenging. Do your services today require more equipment needs to be provided to your, to your aides? Yes, absolutely. So our aides, they get fit tested for their respirators. They have to, you know, go through a medical questionnaire to make sure that they're medically okay to, um, to wear a respirator, which is really important. Um, as I say, thank God, we now have access to rapid testing. If there's any doubt, we send our caregivers, we, they get tested, we get the results the same day, which is like a miracle. Um, and we were very fortunate. We, you know, we were able to obtain the hazmat suits, infection control gowns, like so much equipment goes into keeping everybody safe. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Paul Murphy, who, who converted his um, advertising um, equipment and he made some shields for us. Now, this was in the very early days when we couldn't even get shields. And um, we have... Like we were so blessed with people are so good, George. Mm. Like everybody was rallying around. There were that we couldn't get masks, we couldn't get shields. It was you know the PPE pa- pandemonium was like really intense. But um, we all came together. So we do have a lot of equipment, and we're very grateful to everybody that helped us. If anybody's listening to this webcast, I you know I'm thanking you from the bottom of my heart. Maria, what type of advice would you give a family now that, <clears throat> that may be uh, beginning the search for, for care for a loved one, the, the, where they're looking at a nursing home or in-home care? What yeah. things should they be looking, uh, thinking about? Yeah. Well, the very first thing and the most important aspect, I feel, is to make sure that the home health care agency you're looking at has medical oversight what do I mean by that? I mean, they should have an RN on staff. Um, the next very important part of this process should be that, that they have protocols in place. And it's, very, it's just a simple question to ask. What protocols ha- has your home health care agency put in place you know, to keep my mom or dad safe? And then my next question would be, and how are you keeping your caregivers safe? Um, and from there, I would like to um, have the family, you know, go on to, are you fully bonded, licensed, insured? 
Are your caregivers um, W-2 employees? Very important, as we discussed previously, George. Um, you don't want independent contractors because then you are liable if anything happens to in the home care setting. Um, who creates a care plan for, for my loved one? Um, do I get nursing visits? Is there a nurse case manager that's going to oversee the care of my loved one, which is very important? Who supervises the home health aides? Um, where, you know, are the home health aides, do they get their in-services? You know, is the ongoing education part of your home health care company? Um, I would ask, you know, the nursing staff, are they going to be advocates for my mom and dad if I need them to call the doctor? Um, who takes care of, like, the medications? Will the nurse come out and review the medications? Uh, make sure that everything as it should be. Um, if, so, if a caregiver calls out sick, who's going to cover? So any good agency is going to have their on-call care team that are the backup. And they should also have, you know, 24 hours, seven days a week, answering service and, you know, always somebody to answer that phone to any question or concern. So that's where I would start. L lots of information. So there's just so much there. There are just I know. so I know. many questions today and so many questions that don't have any answers. But when it comes down to, to getting care, whether it's institutional care or in-home care, it's a very serious matter for people. Yes. Um, I think, uh, you know, there may be uh, listeners that may have further questions about that. Um, could they call you? Uh, could you give us your contact information? Absolutely. Um, so as I say, my name is Maria Burke and I'm an RN with Celtic Angels. Our main office number is 781-331-0062. You're also welcome to go on our website where we, I, we post a lot of helpful information for you if you're looking to pick, you know, choose a home health care agency. Our website is www.celticangelsinc.com. Great. And my last question for you, Maria, is what, uh, I know your office, your main office is located in Weymouth. And Correct. What uh, is your service area? We cover the South Shore. We have a second office in Needham that covers the Metro West. The Metro West. Yes, yes. But if you're in doubt, please give us a call. If we can't help you, we're happy to refer you to an agency that we've worked with in the past that we could recommend to you. Well, Maria, thank you very much. These, uh, these trying times, uh, these are crucial questions for people. Being able to uh, tap into a, a qualified source such as yourself would be most helpful to people. So this, is the, this brings us to a close of this, this month's session. And uh, the uh, Seniors First program is available once, once a month. You, again, you're welcome to, uh, to give us a call. Again, my name is George Downey. Uh, my office number is area code 781-843-5553. Our company is Harbor Mortgage Solutions. We're located in Braintree. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you.